Hi, thanks for listening to High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to all the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. Today we're reviewing our first comic book film, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, directed by the Evil Dead Sam Raimi. It's a trippy, psychedelic horror movie slash comic hybrid, and we can't wait to talk about it. All that and more today on High on Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. Alright, let's get started here. Uh, John, you got a blunt of that Death Star over there? Yeah, yeah, I still, I still got the Colorado's weeds. <laughs> Vecna'd be like, John, let me hit that. No, you still have to watch Stranger Things, though, dude. You still haven't caught up on that. That's something you gotta watch. Uh, I was gonna talk about that, but I can't spoil nothing for you, because I know you like the first couple seasons of that show. Yeah, people probably gonna be mad. I prioritize Kenobi over Stranger Things. It's fair. I'm sure a lot of people do, but you know Vecna could have used some blunt man. That's I for think, sure. I think he would have chilled well, the fuck out. But I was gonna say, I think Josh might 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 agree with me. He's a big big Star Wars nerd. Oh yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so uh, you said you had something you wanted to bring up today. What's what's up? What did you want to talk about? Did you hear Carpenter talking about Halloween ends? Uh, what time? <laughs> Which what do he say now? about uh about the ending of the movie no well i mean Dave, david gordon green's already said i think that there's like a four-year time jump yeah and it's gonna be intimate so i don't know they fucking maybe okay i mean as he said intimate and contained <sighs> intimate and, and contained. nick castle said that it's gonna be a surprising conclusion uh makeup effects artist chris nelson said the third installment's weird and different uh, but Carpenter weighed in and said, you'll see it's a departure from the others. It's interesting. David's a really good director. I love working with him. And that was Carpenter talking to bloody, uh, or no, sci-fi wire. Dude, that's pretty wild. Like, uh, <clears throat> to be honest, I'm a little worried based on what you just said, because it seemed like everybody was just saying interesting, interesting, interesting. I don't know. Like interesting. Isn't exactly like great. You know what I mean? That's, that's totally, uh, <laughs> That, I don't know. That's fine. I, I, I get know. that. But the one thing, I kind of thought that as well. Carpenter gave it praise. I feel like Carpenter's always kind of been a straight shooter. Yeah. And I feel like if he didn't like it, he would have like refused to do music for it. Like, So I feel like at least he believes in it. Well, the whole intimate thing, I think that what they mean by that is that uh, rumor has it. I forget where I heard Candlelight this. Candlelight dinners? No, that the whole point in the four-year time jump is that this film to kind of conclude the first one so um you know like remember i've talked to you before about the trilogy rule a lot of people don't know that there's like a trilogy rule where like there is actually like a, a format to follow and where, the best trilogies are that way right exactly the dark knight trilogy where it's like the first film is about like the origin story this middle film is like a totally brand new story that has nothing to do with that first film and then the third film comes along and that third film tells you something about that first film that you didn't know and brings it back so it's kind of a tie into the first film that's Pe- kind of people the way. probably disagree with it but i'll throw the godfather in there i feel you it kind of does even though if maybe you don't like the third one or coda but like it kind of follows that formula right. where the second's just the story about michael and his well obviously Vito being younger but like the first and third are him coming to power and him yeah. dying well technically sorry spoiler alert if you haven't seen a 30 year old godfather three well technically uh halloween uh, tw- uh 1978 um like isn't considered in this trilogy like the first film in this trilogy would be halloween 2018 but what i've heard um was that like the whole point in this four-year time jump is that allison is now pregnant 
and uh, Michael comes back to like stalk her. And so it's kind of like a like kind of going back to like the first Halloween where you have like a just somebody kind of just like a, a, a <clears throat> sorry a, a lead I guess you'd say in a vulnerable position being stalked and I guess Jamie Lee of curve of course comes back into the picture and I also heard that like the last like 19 minutes of the movie are Michael and Laurie fighting inside the old Myers house so I minutes? mean they said like this like 19 I can't minutes I gotta imagine there's some breaks in that maybe like you said maybe they they're not it. just duking like this fucking UFC like old school like it was just one 25 minute round maybe David Gordon Green saw X and he was like you know what if they could show old people fucking <laughs> let's do it here let's do it here no but are you gonna be slapping old skin? We're gonna be uh, <laughs> that'd be going down Halloween six territory, making Michael a fucking yeah, Uncle Daddy incestuous. Ugh. But um, yeah, no, that's interesting. So I don't know, man. Like first, I'm hearing that it's more like a ghost story, like Christine. Now I'm hearing that it's a departure from the first two films, and the ending is different and interesting. I just don't know what to. I'm expect. also wondering, like, is the town like? Obviously, they know Michael got away. So, like, are they just always on edge? Former, like, former Ted got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, there's a lot to be answered. Um, But uh, I also wanted to bring up, uh, unfortunately, like, what, a couple of days ago, by the time this episode airs, it'll probably be about a week uh, since it happened, uh, Jimmy Conn died. Jimmy fucking Khan. <laughs> yeah, James Conn, man, Speaking the legend. Of Godfathers, right? Yeah, right, man. Uh, yeah, he was, of course, Number in Misery. Number one was better than two. He was in Misery. Paul Sheldon did a fucking great job in that, of course. You know, he was just good in every movie he did. He was good in Elf. He was good in Elf, you know, but... Uh, I love but, yeah, Elf. I like, uh, I like him, man. I like James Conn and everybody's dropping off. And didn't somebody else, uh, Paulie from The Sopranos, fucking die, yeah, too? Yeah, Paulie Walnuts. Fucking uh, Tony Sirico. Dude, that's crazy, man. Hey, like, on Friday, we're recording on, well, I guess technically it's Sunday now. Technically Sunday, like one but, in the uh, morning. Yeah, he he went on Friday. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, here we go with that thing where people die off in groups, and it's uh, two mobsters, man. Two movie and mobsters. Ray Liotta. Yeah, Ray, well, Ray Liotta was earlier, man. That one hurt. That one yeah, hurt. Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty close. <laughs> all, all the good mob actors. Well, let me ask you something while we're here before we get into the topic of our episode, which is, of course, Doctor Strange. Um, is there a celebrity that you feel like when they pass, it's going to affect you? Like it's going to hit you in the chest? John Carpenter? I feel you. Mine was going to be John Carpenter. And, uh, of course, personally, it'd be uh, Shawn Michaels, the wrestler. <laughs> when I find out HBK dies, that's like my childhood dying, dude. I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be a wreck, but... uh I'd probably shed a tear for Elvira and Bruce Campbell, too. <laughs> but I don't know why I brought us down this dark path of talking yeah. about... Uh, well, we're about to get into well, a dark comic book movie. That's true. And uh does involve Bruce Campbell. I mean, it doesn't involve Bruce Campbell. He just <laughs> appears in it. But I also want one of those little pizza things. Yeah, I know, right? All right, well, you ready to talk about it? Fuck yeah. All right, let's get into it. All right, before we get into uh, the multiverse of madness here, uh, the first... Uh, Doctor Strange uh, changed some things from the comics. Like in the comics, the holder of the eye of Ag Agamotto, I think it said, you, you know, the little necklace he wears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, seen, it's seen to be with the Sorcerer Supreme, but it's never mentioned in the movie. It's assumed the title was passed from the Ancient One, the Strange, after her death. And the eye uh, in the movie holds the Time Stone, one of the Infinity Stones, but in the comics, it has like its own separate powers. It gives Strange. 
And uh, the eye was created by the Sorcerer Supreme named Agamotto. And it was previously shown to have more powers than just what we see in the film. And uh, I guess they just probably put it together with the Time Stone just to save time and confusion. And uh, you, you, I don't know, you've seen the first one, right? The uh, what, Infinity War? Of, of Doctor Strange. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just the, mentioned Infinity Stone, yeah. so yeah, my, yeah my of bad. course, yeah. Those sling rings. <clears throat> yeah. They're not in the comic. Those are pretty cool too. So yeah. that's I would have thought that that was a see. I'm going to tell you everybody right now. I know absolutely nothing about Doctor Strange. I'm not going to fake it. Like I know just about as much about him as I do Black Panther. Like there's people that I just skipped and I just had no interest in. I'm watching the movies now, but I have nothing to contribute knowledge wise. I, I don't like know pretty much many of the differences. Like you could say, oh, this is what's in the comic, and I wouldn't know the difference, you know. But uh, that is something that, from an outsider's point of view, that's something that I would have expected to have been in the comics because it's kind of like a major part of the films. Yeah, like in the comics, that the cloak of levitation. Yeah. Like it has no personality in the comics. Like in the movie, they kind of give it like its own, like as much as you can give a cloak a personality. Kind of let the carpet in Aladdin. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah. In the comics, it was a gift after defeating Dormammu. Okay. Uh, but in the movies, like the first one, it just pops out of the case randomly. Yeah, that yeah, like it, it's kind of drawn to him right away. And uh, <clears throat> but now, that'll bring us up here to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's a 2022 American superhero film. I also consider it a horror film. I mean, yeah. I'm sure some people might argue, but I mean, it's Sam Raimi. Uh, it was based, obviously, on Dr. Stephen Strange from the Marvel Comics. And it's funny, we covered Scott Derrickson last week. He directed and co-wrote the first film along with C. Robert Cargill, and uh, which is really good, and I highly recommend the first one. They had an idea for a sequel around the end of 2016, and in 2018, he was set to direct, and Benedict Cumberbatch was confirmed to return. I mean, how, how, how are you going to turn down Disney money? Yeah, like, right. Yeah. I'll make 500 fucking Doctor Stranges. Like, <laughs> you guys pay pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, but that's a look at uh, Chris Hemsworth. His ass ain't going nowhere as Thor. I mean, you can't blame him, like you just said. Did you see what he said about playing the role? About he Thor? Was ki- he was kind of making a joke at Hugh Jackman, how Hugh Jackman always wanted to leave the role. Yeah. He said he wants to do 16 Thor movies or something, something ridiculous. <laughs> And I will say, of a lot of the Marvel movies, I do like the Thor ones more. I'm going to go see the new one uh, Monday. I'm a big Thor fan. I do like the Thor. Uh, I got into the. Th- I, got, I started reading Thor when the first movie came out because I, again, Thor was one that I wasn't big on growing up. You know, Spider Man and Batman and Wolverine and Punisher were well, like all I read growing up. But um, and some X Men. But um, but yeah. So you know, all of that was just uh fucking you know what dude i'm so, what are we talking about i am so hot i just <laughs> lost my train of thought oh fuck people are probably just fucking dying uh who's dying we, we were talking about fucking turning down disney I don't okay disney buddy dude. yeah um we're probably so, way off but whatever that's where that's where we're picking back up <laughs> i don't yeah, think this was I it think, but i think you could just move along with the plot anyway I don't fucking remember. Anyway, Elizabeth Olsen, she played Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. She was confirmed for the film in 2019. Uh, Derrickson stepped down as director, citing creative differences in January of 2020. Michael Waldron and uh, Sham, Sham Raimi, (laughs) Sam Raimi, goddamn we're high, 
joined the next month and they started from scratch. They added horror elements to the film. They decided to make Wanda the villain and uh, continue the story from the Disney show WandaVision. And uh, filming began in November of 2020. And it grossed over five, not five, 953 million worldwide this year. Damn. It's the second highest grossing film this year. Do you know what the first one is? I probably should have looked that up. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's probably a comic book movie again, I'm sure. That's but, what um, I figured. I mean, Thor came out. I would think that Thor would even pass Doctor Strange. I would think, you know, but, uh, but one thing I want to mention is that, uh, I, uh, you know, it's funny that when Scarlet Witch was announced as a villain, that Scott stepped down because I saw that they said that, uh, I forget who it was. It might have been Kevin Feige. Uh, I think Kevin Feige. Feige. I said Feige. Kevin Feige. The um, Feige. He said that uh, they had kind of planned to do, uh, like, the Scarlet Witch as a villain for an Avengers film. Uh, that was kind of the plan all along, and then they just realized, like, hey, she'd make a good villain for Doctor Strange. So that might have been something that they changed last minute, and that could have been why scott stepped down but either way my other thing that i wanted to bring up is we did sinister we did a deep dive on sinister yeah. we did a fucking deep dive on black phone you're about to take us through dr strange uh the second one but it's not we're mentioning Doc scott derrickson i think maybe next week maybe or for the following following week we should uh let's do the exorcism of emily rose and just fucking take do, do his <laughs> filmography let's just get it out so we can do all the scott's films yeah because we can't cover the first doctor strange that's not hard yeah, correct. But I will say, I mean, the first one's good, and then I didn't even really know Scott Derrickson did it because I didn't really care to look into it. When I heard that he did it, I was really surprised. But really, he's going to direct Doctor Strange? But yeah, he did it a pretty worked. good job, yeah. So uh, getting into the story here, America Chavez, played by Soshi Gomez, and a version of Stephen Strange are being chased by a demon in space between universes while searching for the Book of Ashanti. The Book of Ashanti is portrayed as being written by unknown authors, and it's closely associated with Doctor Strange. Uh, it's also is the greatest known source of white magical knowledge on Earth. And the Book of Ashanti uh, contains spells of defensive magic, and it's indestructible. Its counterpart, the Darkhold, which, tell me, it didn't have some Necronomicon vibes A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. That contains all the knowledge of, surprise, the black magic in the Marvel Universe, and likewise is indestructible. You can destroy single pages of either book, but the balance and spell in the other book is destroyed as well to maintain the mystical balance. And a collective of three powerful magical beings, Agamotto, Ashur, and Hagath, known as the Vashanti, must uh, allow the spells to be destroyed. They really did not uh, give you any of that in this movie. It's just, <laughs> you, th these are books, I swear, like, you can tell it's a Raimi movie. Like, you're like, oh, that kind of looks like the Necronomicon. Yeah, and uh, there's also, you know, you'll get into it, but also the uh, the Souls of the Damned, that whole thing. And uh, there's a part with the fucking lamp, um, or the, the, the ceiling lamp laughing like it's literally if you reverse the film yeah. maybe the lamp laughing and evil dead too you know and the, yeah there's so many things and just like his shots and how like they cut like, yeah, you're like when the wind starts blowing in their hair and it's fast-paced editing yeah. and you're like oh shit it's a it's a raimi moment <laughs> and it's good because it wasn't like that the whole film i thought i'm like this whole movie's kind of it's not a tim burton type of film where sometimes like drag me to hell some of raimi's movies are kind of like all raimi this one i was like this could have been directed by like anybody like it's not it doesn't have that personal touch to it but then certain scenes but I guess when the horror kicks in, like you really feel the Raimi kick in, so it's pretty cool. How much you bet Josh gonna bitch about that? I'll just open that soda, made the. Psh. 
Yeah, he's probably gonna. I might hear about that. Yeah, he might just pop in and he'll edit this and pop in and just call you like a dickhead or something. Yeah, probably. <sighs> Seriously, what a dick. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, that strange is killed and America accidentally creates a portal that transports her, herself and strange's corpse into earth 616. That's corpse? Uh, corpse. That is, uh, earth 616 is, uh, our earth. Right. Uh, where the universe's version of strange rescues America from Gargantos, uh, with the help of the sorcerer Supreme Wong. America explains that the beans are hunting her because she has the power to travel through the multiverse. And she only has one of her. There's like infinite numbers of possibilities like across the universe, but apparently there's only one of her. Right. And the one thing I thought was interesting is he said, how do you know that? And she said, I don't dream, which to me, I inferred that our dreams are us contacting ourselves or living through through ourselves vicariously in other universes yeah like kind of like you know touching fingers like that yeah like kind of what's that what's that neil diamond song touching him (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah touching dicks with your former self in another universe i ain't trying to do that i mean if you want to feel free (laughs) but don't sound like for me uh uh also i want to say gargantos looks fucking badass that fucking tentacle yeah, man. I want a Marvel movie where we follow him around. Yeah, I can see that. That'd be pretty cool, man. He's cool. He was funny looking. Uh, before that, we have Strange's love of his life, Christine Palmer, getting married. That's pretty, like, it's got to be rough. It's your ex-fiance. You're at her wedding. And then you basically try to hit on her and get back. And she's just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a tough situation to be in. Um, I, I wouldn't have gone to that. If, if me and my wife ever split up, I'm not going to her <laughs> next wedding. I couldn't care less to be there. <laughs> couldn't care less. No. Anyway, Christine is played by the lovely and talented Rachel McApps, McAdams. McAdams. So she's perhaps the greatest actress of any era. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no? No? Is that, is, that, is, that, is that too far? Uh, she wasn't Mean Girls. I wouldn't say it's even close. <laughs> Anyway, also, like, how many fucking movies has this woman gotten married in? Like, a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's. It a, feels like it's a lot, but I wonder if that's for somebody who does, like, a lot of rom coms. They get married a lot. Like, yeah, when you're always, like, the pretty the pretty girl in the uh, rom coms, you're always going to have the relationship. And I guess, you know, yeah, I mean, it does seem like she's always getting married, though, that's for sure. Um, but I did want to say <coughs> that speaking of your boy. Gargantos. I have a knowledge nug here. Um, the in the credits of the film, they call the tentacle monster Gargantos, but the monster is actually an interdimensional demon, Shuma Goroth. But rumor has it that Marvel would have to pay outside an outside party for the rights to use that name, yep. and they didn't want to pay up, so they just called him Gargantos. Yeah, and um, it's also a, it's a pretty cool name. <clears throat> it is a cool name. It works. Uh, again, I knew nothing of Doctor Strange, so when I read that, I was kind of like, uh, Yeah, I, I, heard, I, I heard about no, that. I, that would, I would have. I don't not know who they that. had to pay. I don't know all that. I would have not have known that. But um, and the other one that I wanted to drop real real quick is that uh, if you look closely and quickly, when America and Strange are passing through the multiverses, the multiple universes, on their way to Earth eight. Three eight, you can see the Living Tribunal from the Loki show. 
I did not. I did not notice. You have that. to look pretty quickly. I've watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, but you was high. I'm always. No, nah, but yeah, that makes you. That makes you more like perceptive and receptive. You know what I mean? Also, tell me, Doctor Strange doesn't look like Polly Walnuts. R.I.P. He got that like little hair, and then he got the Doctor Luma's goatee going on, where it's like a goatee, but for some reason you have a little bit of a chin strap. <laughs> a chin strap. <laughs> Like, it's weird. Yeah. Like, uh, Doctor Strange and Tony Stark could definitely have some unique face hair. Right? And uh, realizing he has witchcraft runes, who, who the hell else is Strange going to go talk to except the Scarlet Witch herself, Wanda Maximoff? Uh, yeah, I'll take that blunt. Yeah. I'll try not to burn myself. <laughs> one big-ass problem, though, is she's the one responsible for the attacks. After acquiring the Darkhold and becoming the Scarlet Witch, Wanda believes that controlling America's powers will allow her to reunite with Billy and Tommy, the children she created during her time in Westview. Which, also, I gotta, like, one complaint, well, maybe I should save it for spoilers. Yeah, I'll, I'll save that for spoilers, I don't want to say anything about it. Uh, when Strange uh, refuses to surrender America, Wanda attacks Carmitage and killing all the sorcerers. Well, I guess not all, because Wong. Wong did survive. I mean, he, he a main dude, so they can't kill him <laughs> off. They got... Marvel kind of got their own version of, like, the Star Trek red shirts, where you just like, oh, I, I just met this person? Yeah, they're fucking dying. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I can totally understand that. Yeah, I like, totally they had, get you that. You had these people pop up out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, for sure, they're dying. You knew that this character introduction was for a quick quick exit. I'm like, Try I don't make even, you feel something for somebody for, like, 15 minutes. I don't even minutes. know your name. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, America accidentally transports herself. Did you say America? <laughs> you just call it America now? Like it's not even America. It's just America. Did I say America? <laughs> anyway, America. <laughs> My bit, America. America Ferreira accidentally transports herself and strange to earth 838 while Wanda uses the dark hold to dreamwalk. Dude, that shit like in between universes, like that's some, uh. I complain about CGI, but some of that shit looks really nice. I agree. Yeah. But I mean, it works for like comic book movies. Like some, like some, so, so, some stuff should still be practical effects. Yeah. Comic book movies take place in fantasy land. So it's okay for CG. And then, uh, it is a little overdone though sometimes, yeah. but yeah. Also, I feel like people in comic book movies should get praised more for their acting. Cause then a lot of times they're just staring at fucking tennis balls. That's very true. But yeah, uh, real quick before before we move on, I did want to say I just told you before we started recording this how I was catching up and I just watched uh, Infinity Wars and uh, the thing that really annoyed me about that was I was like Tony Stark's fucking entire Iron Man costume is just CG now. Like even in the other films, you could tell that there was like a practical suit for certain scenes, and yeah. now in this movie, like it's just entirely CG. It's just I'm just like it doesn't look as good, and that's just like so annoying. I just feel like those are shortcuts, and I'm like, why? Why would I just I just don't like I don't I don't respect that decision. So yeah, CGI. But I mean, the suit coming too, on is cool, but like there, I don't really see a practical way to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have done the suit coming on and then like cut and then come back to him that's in the true. suit, but but yeah, anyway, CGI is abused as shit in those movies. But anyway. But then, like, you have stuff like this where, I mean, like, you have the Scarlet Witch and she's casting magic. That, you know, that shit makes sense. Right. Anyway, uh, Wanda takes control of her Earth 838 counterpart who's living a suburban life with her own Billy and Tommy. A surviving sorceress sacrifices herself, like I said, just, you know, out of nowhere. 
<laughs> we got this one. She sacrifices herself to destroy the Darkhold and break the Dreamwalk. But, uh, you know, like I said in the comics, that's a little bit different. You can only destroy one page. She destroyed all them pages. So <laughs> All them pages. All them pages. Wanda's fucking pissed at this point. She forces Wong to take her to Mount... I can never pronounce this. <laughs> Wondagore, the source of the Darkhold's power, and reestablish the Dreamwalk. Yo, her like climbing out of that gong, that shit looked straight out of the ring. Yeah, it did. It totally did. Dude, I rewatching it today. I was like, oh shit, that's the ring. Like, <laughs> like she even like climbs the same way. I, I totally understand that. Yeah, and uh, I, I didn't think of that when I saw it, but now that you said that, it makes total sense. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I hate to like kind of cut our non-spoiler part like short but i guess well it's a decent amount of time but there's like a from here you have cameos that like people were guessing at but i feel like they guessed most of them but like there's still surprises if you haven't seen the movie so i think we could stop here before we get into spoilers um like i said i don't want to ruin any of those cameos uh the first time i saw this movie in theaters i felt kind of underwhelmed by it like and then I rewatched it for our episode. I liked it more this time. Uh, Cumberbatch and Olsen, I mean, they're good together on screen. I mean, Cumberbatch is a pretty good actor. No offense to Chris Pratt, you mentioned, but, like, you know, like, obviously Benedict Cumberbatch is going to do a good job. Like, acting stuff he's done is, like, up here compared to Chris Pratt. Like, You mean uh, Chris Hemsworth? Oh, I'm sorry. You said you're, you're calling out the man from Star Trek. No, I was calling out, uh, <laughs> you got that shit, bro. It's fucking Star-Lord. Okay. <laughs> you met Chris Pine. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, we just fucked oh. up a whole bunch of Chris's. <laughs> Either way, I, I, I helped you out. You helped oh, me out. Now, now we know, at least now we know who's who, right? Chris Pine is Star Trek. <laughs> Chris Pratt is fucking Star-Lord. Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Correct. But like. You know what I mean? They're like, Benedict Cumberdad. Cumber. <laughs> oh my God, we're so high. Cumber, Cumber, Cumberbatch. I don't know why I said Cumberdatch. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's a better actor overall. So, like, he's not going to do a bad job. Elizabeth Olsen's fine. Uh, I think it delivered on being a dark, horror-ish movie. Uh, there's dark spells, corpses. You can, like we said, definitely tell it's a Raimi film. Definitely. And, uh, I think initially when I watched it, I think I told you and Josh, like it was like a low seven, like a 7.3. Yeah. I think now I'd probably give it like, I, I'd bump it up and give it like an 8.3. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, um, well, uh, this was my, I watched it earlier today and it was my first time seeing it. And, uh, I, uh, I like, I, I agree with everything you said. I think that, that the acting was well done. I think the story made sense. It would kind of like the, with the Scarlet Witch being the, uh, villain and the way that it came about like when you find out that she's the one that was behind the attacks it came about kind of organically i think it really worked um it's very dark it's kind of almost has a lord of the rings vibe it's kind of lord i of also the rings thought dark, that as well yeah. you know but um but i will say that i did not like it as much as scott derrickson's first film despite it being darker i would have given the first film like an 8.5 this one i'm probably going to give like an eight so i'd give it an eight yeah uh Oh, and also, I like that it ended dark. Like, you were saying all the things about it, but, like, it actually ends kind of dark. Like, it, yeah. like, right before the credits hit, it kind of hits you with, like, oh, shit, not many Marvel movies end like that. Usually, they're, like, kind of happy. I almost just gave away a spoiler. I almost, almost fucked up there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, the other thing is, I don't know. I almost feel like, after seeing this, that I'm like, 
about the whole rumor about them wanting her to be a villain for one of the Avengers movies. After watching this, I'm like, no, like, I get that. She would have been a good villain for the Avengers movies. Like, she's powerful as fuck. Kind of like Jean Grey. Like, yeah, like from the X-Men. Yeah, it definitely four. had a little bit of that, of that, uh, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know why I laughed when there's an inside <laughs> joke that John and I have, but I won't. We've been inappropriate enough. All right, so, I won't, uh. I won't say, I won't say X-Men Dark Penis. I won't, <laughs> I won't you won't say it. Thank God you won't say it. Anyway, if you don't want spoilers, then, you know, go on, get. <laughs> go on, get, man. Go on, get. Go listen to another episode or something. Or Catch up on last week's. Or go watch the film and rejoin us. Yeah, hell yeah. Josh, roll that beautiful bean footage. We slow cook our beans with a special blend of herbs and spices, according to our secret family recipe. So, uh, get it back into it here. Uh, strange in America are apprehended by Earth 838. I just wish... Should I just say 838 and 616? Like, I feel like <laughs> it's so long you have to say Earth and then give it, like, numbers. I'll say Earth. Earth. Like Will Smith, welcome to Earth. <laughs> Independence Day. That's a good one, people yeah, shit on. I like the Independence Day, man. Anyway, Earth 838 Sorcerer Supreme Carl Mordo has brought him before the Illuminati. It's a group consisted of Mordo, Peggy Carter, who actually is now the first Avenger in this universe instead of uh steve rogers uh black black agar boldigan aka the black bolt who uh strange actually mocks because they're like you're mocking us and he's like yeah you have a guy with a fork on his forehead he does have like a tuning fork on his forehead <laughs> yeah but you find out he pretty badass uh he's the black bolt uh maria rambo uh and then reed richards of the fantastic four and then finally charles xavier John Krasinski was cast, and Marvel actually came out and admitted that they cast him as Reed Richards in this scene because fans had been like, it had been all online. People wanted him to be Reed Richards. So, I mean, it's kind of cool they actually gave some fan service there oh, and like, actually cool. admit that that's why they did it. And, of course, it's great to see that Patrick Stewart came back as Charles Xavier still. Dude, that was still like everybody that role, was. Man. Yeah, everybody was all about John Krasinski, and I love John Krasinski. I love The Office. But I was like, oh shit, it's actually Sir Patrick Stewart. And his old school like car comic book yeah. cartoon wheelchair. Like now <laughs> yeah. it's finally the floating Dude, and did you hear did it's you notice finally the, like, music? the floating bumper car that like it's supposed to be that it wasn't in the other films. Did but, you catch yeah, the music? The ninety seven yeah, cartoon. It was a ninety seven theme, yeah. theme from the cartoon. That <clears throat> yeah. cartoon. That cartoon, dude, like that Spider Man and Batman were the fucking best, like yeah. in the in the nineties. I agree, dude. The, the animated Batman series, holy shit, dude, that was dark as shit for kids. It was, man. That was the first. Uh, I used to always try, like, I would get home from school in like third or fourth grade. I'd watch the Spider Man, X Men, and then like after that on like another channel was like WB or whatever was uh, Batman. Yeah, and uh, you know Clayface. Um, I remember he was one of my favorite villains from that show. And uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Ron Perlman did the voice of Clayface, and actually Clayface, that was the first, like, like the show invented Clayface, he wasn't a villain in the comics or anything, the show, he was invented oh, nice. for the show, and I was like, damn, that's pretty cool, because he was one of the best villains of that show, he came around a lot, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the Illuminati explained that through the reckless use of the universe's Darkhold in an attempt to defeat Thanos, Earth's 838 Strange triggered a universe-destroying incursion. After defeating Thanos, the Illuminati execute their strange to prevent him from causing more harm. And, like, he, like, basically willingly accepted being, like, 
killed. And that's when you find out, like, the fucking Black Bolt will fucking melt your skin. Like, if you see, uh, what the hell was it in Indiana Jones? Oh, the, uh, I mean, I'm not. The Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, that's it. That's and that it. Nazi's face, like, melted off. Just, like, his whole body just dissipated. Not to go off on another tangent. And like sidetrack, but I'm just not a big indie fan. Never got into the indie Damn, movies. You, why you hate Harrison Ford? <laughs> I don't mind Harrison Ford. I just, uh, yeah, I never got into. I just, I, I don't know. Never did anything for me. I tried watching them several times, but indie never stuck with me. So, like I said, after defeating Thanos, the Illuminati execute their Strange to prevent him from causing more harm. Mordo believes that the Earth Six One Six Strange might be just as dangerous. Now, Wanda reestablishes her dream walk at Mount Wondegore and arrives in her Earth-838 counterpart's body, and before the Illuminati can pass judgment, she kills all of the Illuminati except Mordo, whom Strange subdues before fleeing with America. The two escape with the help of their Earth-838 counterpart, Strange's ex-fiancee, Christine, so now she's got her own counterpart. Uh, she's a scientist working with the Illuminati, and... Uh, Wanda had the most badass line. She kills Reed Richards, and he said he understood her pain because he has kids as well. And she says, is their mother still alive? And he says, yes, and she follows it up with, good, then there'll be someone left to raise them. Like, that's pretty fucking dark for a Marvel and, yeah, movie. That dude, was, when like, she said that, I was like, oh, damn, that's cold. Like, that was yeah. some cold shit. Like, you thought that she was going to, like, try to relate to him. And she was just like, no, I'm glad that they have a babysitter when you're dead. Like, damn. <laughs> Like, damn. Scar the Witch is a cold bitch. <laughs> right? But I dig it. But I dig it. I like her. Uh, Strange, America, and Christine enter the space between the universes to find the Book of the Shanty, which, as I said, is the anti antithesis of the Darkhold. But Wanda appears and destroys it. Wanda chases Strange, Wanda, and Christine. And tell me, like, that didn't feel like The Shining. Like, Wanda even had, like, the Jack Torrance limp. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, you're right. Like, I was, like, when it was going on, I'm like, oh, this definitely feels like The Shining. And then, like, she has, like, the limp going on. It's like, damn. Anyway, she takes over America's mind, using her powers to send the others to an incursion-destroyed universe. Strange defeats the destroyed universe's Strange, who had been corrupted by his universe's Darkhold as well. And uses it to dreamwalk into the body of his deceased counterpart on Earth 616. Like, I mean, sure, we've seen zombies before, but if to uh, steal from Joe Bob here, but have you seen a corpse become a zombie because a wizard from another universe inhabits his own body and controls it to fight a witch? I think not. And fight off souls of the damned. Yes, and then later control them. <laughs> to use them to fight as the like witch. a fucking cape which was badass and then use it as basically a container yeah to like seal her up like yeah. you said i think not <laughs> yeah i think not I, if you if that has happened in another movie i would be very interested write us in write it into us because we'll watch it oh i mean if that description doesn't scream horror like i can't help you like yeah that sounds that sounds like something you'd see like on the last drive-in <laughs> Yeah, I agree, and then of course you know you got Sam Raimi and Brute Campbell, Bruce Campbell. Bru <laughs> oh yeah, like we got to go back to Bruce. I forgot to bring him up because he just has a cameo. Uh, when Strange and America are walking <clears throat> down the street, she tells him food's free in most universes and Pizza Papa. That is Bruce Campbell. 
Dude, she was eating like pizza meatballs, and they looked yeah, it was, delicious. It's a pizza ball, dude. That looked delicious. I thought, God damn, I want one of pizza those. Pizza Papa, like, Yeah, and uh, it's funny because uh, after the credits, when uh, Pizza Papa stops punching himself, you can see the fork from Army of Darkness on the food cart. Charlie Wood, the production designer, brought it to the set. He, along with the editor from Army of Darkness, Bob Murawski, and storyboard artist Doug Leffer worked on the film so you had all these people working on the film and from army his of scenes felt very army of darkness like or like evil dead too like the hand like he's yeah. being forced to strange puts a spell on him it makes him punch himself and america goes it's going to end soon right he goes ah, about three weeks <laughs> imagine just having to continuously punch yourself in the face <laughs> for three weeks yeah it's pretty rough he looks pretty good for it being three weeks i think yeah he did he was happy as shit it was over too <laughs> yeah. and nobody stopped to help him dude i lost it in the theater when it because that's the last like post-credit scene and then he just after his hand finally stops he goes it's over and then yeah. like they just that's the end of the credits and I think that's the happy ending because the other ending wasn't really happy but uh yeah man bruce campbell's fucking awesome shit was hilarious it's always good to see him him in, in, in doing anything you know and uh but i have to say that my favorite role of him in any marvel movie i really liked him in spider-man too when he was stopping spider-man from like getting into the doors because the play had started the mary jane was in he wouldn't let him get in i really liked that but i always think back to when he was the fucking ring announcer man in the first one and you got fucking macho man bone saw is ready you got fucking bone saw fucking macho man that's a bad and bruce name, campbell like yeah i and have to say like that's my Rainey favorite was gonna make him mysterio that's my favorite Bruce moment. Is if, but uh, who, we, who's gonna make Bruce Mysterio? Yeah, if they made another one. Imagine, oh, ima- imagine if we were debating like who was the better Mysterio, Jake Gyllenhaal or Bruce Campbell? <laughs> Bruce Campbell. I don't know. No, I, <laughs> you want to say by default. Bruce. You want to say by default, but in re- in reality, he'd probably be a funnier one for yeah. sure. But, It'd be yeah. like Jack Nicholson, the Heath Ledger. Well, I mean, you he can't, didn't go that dark, but Jake, you know Jake, what I mean. You know Jake Gyllenhaal's like my favorite living actor right now. Like, I think he's, he's solid. So, yeah, I, I like the dude, but Bruce Campbell against him. If I had to pick, I'm going to pick Bruce, but I haven't, it's, but it's like, in all fairness, if, if Jake Gyllenhaal played the role of Ash, would he have done a better job? <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> but you know, anyway. Just real quick, what's your favorite Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Is it Donnie Darko? No, it's open. Uh, fuck, why can't I, I always... End of watch. I always forget. The first movie that comes to my mind is Southpaw, where he's a boxer. And yeah. I always like forget. No, it's End of Watch, where he's the cop. And it's like they're all like that. Like It's kind of like that 24 hours. I have so, but I've heard of good things. Dude, it's amazing, man. Like The ending of that Night movie is crazy. Nightcrawler is an underrated one. Yeah. And, uh, of course, there's Donnie Darko. Yeah, Donnie Darko is my favorite. Yeah, Donnie Darko is fucking awesome. So, uh, with Wong's help, Strange saves America from Wanda. She tries to take America's powers and encourages America to use her abilities. The one thing I I left out in the non-spoilers is it's just the one disappointment I really have is what is it specifically about her abilities? Like, why just her? Is it just because of her ability to, like, I guess, like, dream like like be able to cast those dreams yeah i don't know that's a good question definitely a good question and like is that the old like there's not enough about america which if i remember correctly from marvel she ends up becoming captain america in like some universe or something doesn't surprise me uh anyway uh she transports wanda to earth 838 where she sees billy and tommy recoil on her from fear while crying for their real mother 
Realizing the error of her ways, Wanda relents and uses her power to bring down Mount Wondagore, simultaneously destroying all copies of the Darkhold through the multiverse and apparently sacrificing herself in the process. America returns Strange and Palmer to their respective universes. And sometime later, Kamartage is repaired, and the surviving sorcerers joined by America continue training. Strange develops a third eye, motherfucker looking like the three-eye raven up in this bitch, <laughs> as a result of using the dark hold and dream walking into a corpse. In the mid-credits scene, Strange is approached by a sorceress who warns him that his actions have triggered an incursion that he must help fix, and Strange follows her into the dark dimension. So... <sighs> With that, I wonder, like, is that setting up? Well, I mean, they kind of said Avengers movies are dead. Like, oh yeah, is did they say that? Like, so. they're not doing like Avengers type movies, so I guess there's just gonna be like lots of crossovers. I gotta imagine okay. at some point they'll have they'll have like another Avengers. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So I wonder if like, are we just gonna get more multiverse with Strange? Like, is that's what's he's just gonna go and. That's a, it seems like it might have led into there being more darker like sequels, kind of like horror-esque, but I heard that uh, the new Thor film isn't part of a universe, it's a singular verse, and like I kind of feel that Doctor Strange was, I mean, there are, because of like the whole like Earth fucking 616 and shit like that, like, there's remnants of the other films bleeding in, but I did definitely feel like this movie was kind of a standalone and not so much of a tie-in as a lot of the other movies have been, so... Maybe that's the way they're leading, is kind of trying to keep things a little connected, but trying to keep things as solo films. Maybe, yeah. you know. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> um, or anything else you wanted to add before I get into... I'm gonna, I was going to do this early, but I figured it might, 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 might do spoilers, so I'm saving for the end here uh, a lot of the comics that this movie's based around, or ideas that were pulled from comics oh no uh, i mean like i said i'm not very knowledgeable on doctor strange I, what i know i've already said so take us home what do you got let me because we probably won't i don't know the next time we'll really talk about comic book movies who's your like favorite avenger you know uh i'll just uh, say the original group because there's like i mean technically it's like any of the marvel movies now yeah i w uh hulk incredible hulk I like I like Thor. Thor was always my favorite, but after rewatching the movies recently, I realized I was like, man, I always really kind of liked Hulk, and for some reason, I kind of ignored him, and like I don't know why, but now at this point in my life, I'm really digging Hulk. So I'm gonna say Hulk. I always loved See, him as a kid too, though, man. Like, I was never really into Hulk. I well, I kind of thought like it was like uh, that Hulk he Hogan. that he was more of like a uh, kind of an unfair advantage, like Superman type of superhero. Yeah. But then when like you realize like the the science part of it and like how he's like vulnerable when he's not the hulk like it, may, it definitely makes for good storytelling hulk could be dark as shit too i mean i would like to see an r-rated hulk movie i don't i don't know why like they're I, not doing hulk sequels that would be a good do a fucking hulk sequel with mark ruffalo i don't yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know yeah. bring Liv tyler back he was he was good <laughs> he was good in uh was it the third thor Right, right, right. Ragnarok, yeah, he, he was, was funny as hell in that, yeah. I just, I feel like he's good as, like, one of those characters that's in movies. Like, I just necessarily don't. Like I'm Wolverine, kind of like he's a good background character, but he's not a good, like, forefront. There's characters like Wolverine and Hannibal Lecter and Hulk. Like, the, when they're part of somebody else's story, they work. But when they have their own story and the focus is on them, it gets, like, a little bland. Like, 
they're not so interesting when they're not there in just five minute bursts. And then, like in the comics, I remember there was like I never because I never really got into Hulk. The one thing I thought was cool was like there's all different Hulks. Yeah, there's like Smart Red Hulk, Hulk, Red Hulk, yeah. like. I don't know anything about that shit, but it's Swoke. Swoke. Hulk. Anyway. <laughs> all, all, all Hulks are swole, technically. So uh, I'm going to start here with uh, Marvel Spotlight number four, and that was from the 1970s. That story's about uh, the werewolves by night, and it introduced the Darkhold, and uh, actually, well, Moon Knight has his own show. He got introduced in that as well. The Darkhold in this instead has a single volume that collects various classic stories that tie it into its existence. From Mordred using it to corrupt the Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange fighting Dracula, like, they encompass everything. Like, I, I've never read that, but I've, I've heard of it before, and I'm like, Doctor Strange versus Dracula sounds kind of badass, but then, <laughs> like, when you watch the movie, you're like, how wouldn't he just fuck Dracula? Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Like, how's that even a challenge? Yeah, he would just literally just suck Dracula to another dimension and leave his ass in space like the Alien Queen. I mean, he's got, like, a time, he can, like, control, like, space and time, and yep. he's got a fucking cloak, like, that seems way yeah, too Dracula much. Dracula get fucked up, for sure. He... He's yeah. What's he got? Teeth or yeah. fangs? <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next one, uh, the West Coast Avengers from the mid nineteen eighties. This was the first story to show that Wanda's kids aren't real, and she makes everyone else's life hell for it. Does that oh, sound okay. familiar? Yep. <laughs> Basically, like they this pulled movie. that right from there. Yeah. Uh, we have also Avengers Dis- Disassembled two thousand four. It tells the story of how the OG Avengers came to an end, a fractured team and hurt reputation. A lot of bad things happen. Uh, She-Hulk loses her mind. Tony Stark goes on a drunken rant despite being sober for years. And Wanda's behind it all. This one uh, is one I liked. Uh, House of M from 2005. Doctor Strange and Professor X are trying to help the Scarlet Witch from losing her mind. Which I think... I. Th- think now after i've mentioned these comics this is a very common theme for her yeah <laughs> uh, her brother petro is afraid that the avengers or x-men will come to kill her <clears throat> he convinced her to transform the world completely the new reality she creates has magneto's house of m as supreme and the mutants rule over the humans all the heroes are placed in ideal situations to keep them from interfering or keep them sedated easily and this is the part I enjoy is that it doesn't work on Wolverine because he's immortal. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to his have all system. of his memories so he knows everything is wrong. He's the <laughs> only one because that, that was his awesome. like dream was to have all of his memories. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, we have the new Avengers, the Illuminati from 2005, Doctor Strange, Charles Xavier, Iron Man, Reed Richards, Black Bolt. They meet up through the years to assess threats to planets and try to network their way towards peace, which I feel like it. we don't get a whole lot on the Illuminati in the movie, but I feel like that's kind of what I'm that comic. Basically, I feel like describes what they're probably. Yeah, doing. yeah, that and the other one you were talking about with the Scarlet Witch, um, which one was the whole, let me, uh, the West Coast Avengers, yeah. that one. Yeah. Then we have the Young Avengers from 2005. All you really need to know about this one is America Chavez is on the run from a multiver- multiversal parasitic demon named Mother. Oh, shit. Okay. And then, uh, Mother, that sounds scary. 
I'm down. I'll check that out. <laughs> and then uh, the last one we have is Secret Wars. It was a series from 2015 to 2016. We have the Illuminati, but uh, again, but this time uh, it's Strange, Reed, Iron Man, Black Bolt, but we add in Black Panther, who Black Panther originally uh, had refused to be in the Illuminati. But we also have Smart Hulk, Beast, and Namor. Okay. There's incursions every day where two alternate Earths are set to collide. And they must do everything they can uh, to solve the answer, even at the cost of genocide. Damn. Like, that's got to be, like, that's a pretty serious decision. You dedicated for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Strange embraces the dark side, so to speak, to save the world. And that's where the eyeball on the forehead came from. Oh, okay. And uh, Strange is damned, but he saves reality and meets Rabim Allah. It's funny, man, how that shit happens. So, like, the, the same thing happened with, like, Batman Begins and the other Batman movies where, like, uh, they'll take, like, a fucking stack. Um, David Goyer said that he went to a local comic shop and bought, like, a pile of Batman graphic novels and comic books. Like, Frank Miller's The Long Halloween, you know. Or not, no, he didn't do The Long Halloween. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I meant the, uh, the Dark Knight Returns. And then, of course, yeah, the actual, yeah, the Long Halloween and uh, all these one. other ones. Year one, he bought all these. And uh, the, the dude at the comic shop who knew him goes, dude, are you, are you working on the new Batman movie? And, like, he couldn't say anything. But my point is that, like, he read all of these books and then literally just pulled, like, Ra's al Ghul from this book. And, like, that, and, like Lucius Fox is in this book heavily, so let's use him. I, and it's, like, it's funny how, like, comic book movies have a way of, like, being true to the source but also alternating a lot of things. Like, yeah, like, like the eye like, switched. Like, yeah, stuff it's, like, with nothing the- is just like this is how the series of this comic books went it's like it's a little bit of everything mixed in one but it's still kind of true to the source because it is like shit that happened it's just not in order it happened so yeah, year one cool you can tell it's definitely a heavy influence in batman begins <clears throat> absolutely yeah and uh what was the uh the long halloween as well but yeah um i mean that's that's pretty cool uh i do i am kind of interested to want to read some doctor strange comics now i'm not going to pretend to be some gung-ho og doctor strange fan who's been there from the beginning but i'm interested to learn i would yeah i think couple of these, started in the 70s a couple of these that you listed sound pretty good but but it's all you know i would i would definitely check these out it's a couple of them for sure and uh it's funny though how like marvel now has a way of just taking these like not so spectacular characters some more kind of like minor characters like dr iron man was not like he was a decent seller but he wasn't a top seller i enjoyed iron man and uh actually i heard stan lee said the whole reason behind iron man's creation is he thought could i take i guess kind of like i guess maybe in a way he never heard of batman but he wanted to know if he could take like a conservative rich like person and make them a hero okay well so that was kind of like he challenged himself with iron man but like iron man was never a big seller well yeah actually to bring to that point uh that's what i was saying was marvel has a way of bringing uh comic book characters like blade to like the forefront giving them movies and it kind of like puts them in like makes them into like a grand more like a grandeur uh state where like they they're more like oh shit like this people like it blows them up and makes them more important and look bigger than they actually were back in the day like doctor strange nobody i never have met anybody who's like my favorite comic book character is doctor strange but now there's like these movies about him and they're good movies so it's like they i didn't they know anybody was their favorite but i knew like a couple people that were heavy in the comic books that like they were a big fan of doctor strange you know and uh and the other uh, that one i told you i have this like encyclopedia of uh it's called the encyclopedia of superheroes and i had learned through that that iron man actually did so bad at selling so was selling such little comic books 
that they actually killed him off. Tony Stark is an alcoholic and kills himself in the comic books. They, they killed him off. They killed the comics because it was not selling. Robert Downey Jr. brought that shit back. It's pretty crazy, right? Like that's that's uh, I think that the, 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 the comics came back before the movie started again, but there was a point where they killed Iron. They legit uh, killed Iron Man off. I saw Robert Downey Jr. in an interview, and I was like, "Damn, he really does have a good point." He was on Howard Stern, and Howard Stern was <clears> like, <throat> basically like trying to pump him up, and he was like, "You know, like you're the whole reason for the MCU. Like you and John Favreau are like the whole reason that the MCU happened." And he was like, man, they should be thanking you. Like, of course they should be paying you that money. Like, they should be doing all this stuff. And, like, Robert Downey Jr. was like, yeah, everybody says, like, oh, yeah, the MCU, of course it's a hit. He's like, nobody was making comic book movies. He said, if we fuck that up, there's no MCU. He's, and yeah. I was like, he's got a point, because how many times have they tried doing a monster universe with the Universal Monsters, yep. and the movie comes out, people are like, this is like ass. Dracula and like, Untold, that was supposed to be the Dracula reboot, and now it's like, nope, never more, no they're more. Like, uh, never more. Never more. <laughs> they're like, uh, never mind, like, he's like he's right, like, he's like, he's like, if, he's like, yeah, of course, he said, now it looks so easy, but like, if we made Iron Man and like, we fucked it up, there's no MCU, they're not like, making Avengers movies, like, that would have yeah. killed it. I'm like, damn, that's true. I can totally see that. And yeah, they did uh, Dracula Untold, which was a dud, and then they did that Tom Cruise Mummy movie, which was a dud. And honestly, I Frankenstein if, or that's, whatever. if that's the way that they're going with it, like then they can just keep it and shove it up their asses because <laughs> it's just these silly action. I don't want action, you know, crowd-pleasing action horror movies. I want fucking creepy, good horror movies. So don't don't resurrect them as some Hollywood blockbuster bullshit. I'm sick of it. Hear me out. You like, you like one of his movies, you don't. We need to draft Robert Eggers the remake the monster like the classic universal monster movies yeah, dude. i think he would do a fucking amazing job with this. yeah i agree man the period because like their yeah. period pieces and the way like, frankenstein would look and the cabinet of dr caligari even because that, 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 we're that, talking uh, about what german expressionistic horror that shit's crazy dude yeah like, like like you were talking about what you want from those movies and like i'm thinking like i was thinking too and i'm like man i want something like gothic i want something yeah. like felt like it said and i was like god damn robert eggers if you want i don't think he would seriously? ever want to remake something i feel like yeah. he'd always want to make his own projects but if he ever does like that's who they should get dude not the okay so that's kind of let's i'll, I'll we're, we're, we're sidetracked here but I, i'll stay sidetracked for a second we're if wrapping were, up here we've talked about if this. i were jason blum or if i was ahead of some studio and i was able to say yeah i'm gonna fund a whole universal monsters reboot and you're like, okay you know like what directors do you want? I'm gonna go right away for for consistency and authentication. Authentication. The fact that when you look at their movies, they seem authentic. Their sets, you know, like the uh, everything about their movies seem like it, then nothing seems fake. It always seems genuine and real. You always feel like you're in that moment, in that time period, and everything that they do, like I said, is excellent and they're consistent. I would say, okay, I don't know what three movies are getting made first, but the first three directors we're bringing on board is Robert Eggers, Ty West, and Scott Derrickson. I mean, that's a that's a pipe dream, <laughs> right? If you hear like those are the first three, so you're like, okay, those. But are, I'm gonna I'm, change the studio. Okay. I want eight. I want a twenty-four to do it. Okay. I feel like they would do. I'm not saying Blumhouse is bad, but I well, feel I was, like I said like Blumhouse. I wasn't saying I was Blum. I'm saying like, if but I had a big studio, is that art housey? Yeah. Thing. So I feel like I know I know Joe Bob and 
people hate the art house, but I feel like that would be the way to go with the Universal Monsters would be those art house type movies. Yeah, man, I see, like, I, I see personally because Dracula was kind of a slow burn to begin with. The first Dracula to me seems like a two hour long movie and it's barely over an hour. Um, I would give that one to Ty West because he's like the king of like slow burn, you know, he does yeah. slow burn really well. And then I would put Robert Eggers with uh, Frankenstein. Because I see that there's like the, yes, the villages. Yeah, I was thinking. The villages. When we were Universal Monsters. I don't know. I, in my head, what I was picturing was a Frankenstein Robert Eggers yes, movie. That's yeah. who I wanted making Frankenstein. I just pictured the villages and the bales of hay yes. and shit. And, uh, and then I would have to say Scott Derrickson would be the Wolfman. Put him on yeah. the Wolfman. You know, no, that would man. be awesome. That would be a crazy Somebody movie. needs to pay us to make this happen. I don't know why <laughs> we're getting paid for them to come direct. <laughs> Someone's going to listen to this and go, hey, let's we take their idea. Hey, I hope they do, do steal our idea because even if we don't get money, we're going to get blessed with some amazing movies. So, yeah, listen to this and take some advice. Listen to us like we're fucking yeah. experts. Listen to us. Listen we, to advice. Listen we to what are, we want. I will say, though, we are the smartest people in this room right now. <laughs> facts also fact we're the only people in this room right now you didn't have to say that you just (laughs) left it at that yeah all right i think we're done here yeah thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in and uh you know just keep up with us on social media and we'll uh we'll, we'll we'll keep you posted about what's next and uh if you haven't seen dr strange check it out we both enjoyed it and uh the follow us on social media on facebook twitter instagram tiktok whatever else <laughs> at high on horror 420 uh you can always email us at high on horror 420 at gmail.com go to our website high on horror.com you sign up for our newsletter and get the latest episode and guest announcement sent directly to your inbox and uh think that'll about wrap her up catch you later bye everybody